Potter Who Cast. Hello and welcome to Potter Who Cast, where we look at every episode of Doctor Who, Torchwood, Surgeon Adventures, K9 Class, and everything else in broadcast order. I'm David, and joining me this week is the River Song of the Podcast, Peter. <laughs> now the thing is, Peter, if you're listening to this, Peter is this is the first time you've ever heard of Peter, but you won't hear Peter introduce himself until three weeks from now, I think. Is it? Yes, three weeks from now, which is fun. <laughs> um, what a mystery. <laughs> who is he? <laughs> um, we're going to talk about Series 1, Episode 8, uh, Father's Day. Um, now, usually I'd ask you how you got into Doctor Who, but I've already asked you that, <laughs> but you won't hear how in, until... Uh, a special episode in wibbly wobbly timey wimey um spoilers so in, so instead i want to ask you um how are you doing how am i doing yeah i'm doing well i'm also doing a rewatch of doctor who to feel any kind of happiness these days i just finished season four so now i'm like that is my peak era of my love so I'm like, do I bother going into the next one or just stay in my happy place? Series five is good though. On on re on rewatch, I found it's very good. It just it just feels like such a different flavor, but it's good. And then it just slides. But like we we love Doctor Who. We love all Doctor. Who. We love we do. the Nymon. We love the Reapers. We love everything. Um... I'm not sure we love the Reapers, but we'll get to that. Um... Well, they have a very cool character options action figure, which I have. <laughs> um, before we do anything, just a few bits and bobs. So this is broadcast 14th of May, 2005. Um, written by Paul Cornell and written by Joe Hearn. Now, Paul Cornell, of course, is of that Mark Gatiss thing of came on from the Virgin novels, and also Scream the Shalka, which... Did we Are you going to do it? <laughs> I, I actually, I realised while recording Rose that we don't talk about Scream the Shalka at all, and I kind of feel a bit awkward about that, but I just don't care. I, like, I just don't, <laughs> don't care about, about... I don't know her, I don't think of her. Yeah. Who, who is she? I don't know. Um... But anyway, Paul Cornell comes off that. He comes into this. He's um, famous for this and for writing one of the only episodes to be based on pre-existing stuff, which is Human Nature, Family Blood. Although, we'll get into that in, I'd say, two years in terms <laughs> of who actually wrote that episode. Um, but he's also known for being, I'd say, 20% of the unmade Doctor Who episode Wikipedia page. <laughs> if, if, you, if you look at it, like if you scroll, on, scroll down to the Moffat era, it's like, Paul Cornell pitched this episode for Series 5, but was told it was too similar. Paul Cornell pitched two episodes for Series 6, but they were turned down. Paul Cornell came back for Series 8, but turned down again. It's all like, I don't know. Always oh, the bridesmaid, never the bride. like. Like, uh, when you see his, the episodes that he has written, I feel like they all are a- iconic in their own way. Like, it's 
it is odd, but I guess that it just didn't fit with what Stephen wanted to do. Yeah. Okay. So, time for my least favorite segment. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, as you know, last week we didn't do the five key points because I didn't really want to do them for long game because I didn't really think there was much point. Um, but anyway, five key points. Actually, you know what? No, fuck this. Um, we're gonna we're gonna try something different this week. As I get a, a Snapchat notification, um, we're gonna do something called the gist of it, where I'm gonna give the gist of the episode because it's probably easier than doing whatever. I better turn it off my phone as well. So basically, this episode is about Doctor and Rose go back in time, see her dad die. Rose goes back again with the Doctor because she wants to see it happen again, and then saves her dad. She causes the paradox, which brings the Reapers into things, and the Reapers come to consume everything because of the paradox. The Doctor gets eaten up because Rose touches baby Rose, and then Pete sacrifices himself to save the day, and Rose and the Doctor go off on their adventures again. And that's the gist of it. Not not my my first appearance, aka the last appearance um, <laughs> being a different format <laughs> that you decided to retrospectively change. I was going very to season in. six of you. It is. I'm I'm playing fast and loose. There's three different recap formats <laughs> in this run of things. Between that, next week um, was our first episode. We didn't. I didn't have a an outline, so you're going to hear it play fast and loose next week as well. But anyway, um, well, like like Doctor Who season one, you're finding your footing. You're figuring out what the tone of the podcast is. We're trying different things here. Look. We're nothing if not mavericks, you know. We're, <laughs> you know, um, you know. I don't know. There's so much weird stuff going on these days, and this is just one of those weird things. This whole idea of being serious when it comes to talking about this kind of stuff. I know. I feel like that—that's an issue with the Doctor Who fandom. It is very. Like, you have to take it seriously. You have to really look into it, but you can't... Like, it's it's so easy to be like that when you can just be like, I really enjoyed this episode. It was fun. Like, I feel like, because we're in the era of Not My Doctor, I feel like it is, like, retrospectively shitting on Jodie to be like, oh, well, this was much better than what we get now. It's like, it's just different. It's, the show evolves. This is a show where someone gets turned into a paving slab or someone gets turned into an ood. Or there's, you know, a, a, a land where books are real. It doesn't matter if it's silly. You know, you can you can be silly about everything. And canon doesn't exactly. exist either. Canon doesn't exist, you know? There's three different versions of I think it exists Simpsons. to you. Like, it exists. You yeah. can have your own thing, your own version of canon and... There's no point trying to shove that down someone's throat. You can just enjoy the show and be like, if you if you don't want to believe that William Hartnell isn't the first Doctor, like, up to you. The show's going to keep going regardless of what, like, old, bald men with Union Jacks in their Twitter name is going to say about <laughs> what's going on. With sunglasses and they're bald and they're sitting outside in, like, collared shirts and they have... Uh um, West Ham United fan in their bios on their 
Oh no, their bio is in block capitals. Love my wife and my kids. <laughs> Love John uh, Pertwee. <laughs> Retweets, not endorsements. Fuck off. Oh, old people, what a, what a concept. Um, That'll be us one day, being, one day. I, I don't know. I'm being flippant. There's also young people who do that kind of stuff, like all these Doctor Who YouTubers who are just complete misery. Angry. They're YouTube. all angry. They're all angry about everything. <laughs> I can't block enough of them because whenever I do, more pop up. And uh, anyway, um, what's the deal with the Reapers? Because uh, if you like, if you read about the original plan was there would be like the Grim Reaper flying around the place, but instead they're bats with weird tails and weird little arms. So, I mean, do you do you dislike them? Truthfully, I think they're weird i think they're a weird thing to introduce to a show like this where paradoxes happen a lot and time gets messed up a lot and i also i'm kind of i think it's just going back to fandom again i think it's just the whole thing of like during the moffat era at the height of the moffat era there was all this thing like where are the reapers there's cracks in time where are the reapers where are the reapers that this happened or this happened it's like well you know they're in two thousand five, where they belong is where they is where they are. Are you are you not surprised? There's no um, big finish. Um, Jackie meets the Reapers again, or <laughs> Yvonne Hartman shoots a Reaper. The series. <laughs> there probably is like fifteen of those in development. We talk a lot about big finish <laughs> on our. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just I don't know. There's a lot of um. If Nick Briggs, Ninth Doctor, is like. A Doctor Who Unbound version of the Ninth Doctor. He should meet the Reapers, and then he should come into the Ninth Doctor Chronicles. Gee, what if? I guess um, they, yeah, they don't really work on audio. They just kind yeah. of preach. I mean, the, the Weeping Angels didn't die there, but what if um in oh, the Ninth true. Doctor, what if in the Ninth Doctor audio things that Chris Rexon has just done, Nick Briggs Ninth Doctor shows up and they go on adventures and they fight the Reapers and. I don't know, Chumblies and You know he, <laughs> you know he is already writing that. How to make himself a canon doctor. Oh. I don't know, like I think in terms of the episode, I think Billy Piper is I think this is, I think this is her best performance in series one anyway. Like, uh, series two I haven't seen in a while. But series one I think this is her best performance. Um, yeah, she she says it's her favorite episode, yeah. I think, as well. Yeah, because she gets she, like it, this is her episode. She like I think she sells the emotion of what's going on and like her reaction, like the way she reacts to Eccleston in Pete's uh, flat. I think is one of the best scenes of, if not the kind of Rose era, then RTD's era as a whole, mm. which is probably a bit of a bit of a hot take. Yeah, and it is it is interesting coming off the back of of Adam, and Nine is very like, oh well, this is the one kind of human, and this is another. And then when Rose, like, kind of does the same thing as Adam, but there's a different standard for her than Adam. It is interesting to, to not just be like, oh, Rose is is a companion who's flawless, does nothing wrong. I, I think it gives her her character more depth and like knowing more about her family makes you care about her more 
I think I think it's a really smart episode to do. I think it is. I don't know if you would say it was probably the first like serious episode. I, I guess Dalek is very serious, but more in the context of setting up the finale and setting up the time war. Whereas this is a very like human centric, serious repercussions of time storyline. Yeah. As well as that, I think going back to that same peg thing, I think Sean Dingwall's performance here is also pretty great. And I think if you had something like Peg in that role, it wouldn't hit as much as it does with Dingwall. I think Dingwall has a lot of kind of warmth to that performance that really works. Whereas, as we learned last week, Simon Peg is always cold because the Jagrafess cannot stand warm temperatures. I have like <laughs> I have two notes from this entire episode. And one of them is just Reapers are weird to me. So that's what that's what I'm bringing to this. I like the Reapers. What's wrong with the Reapers? I feel like their design for 2005 is pretty good. I like I don't know. I I like um like a strong silhouette for a body like to see them through the window and you're like, oh, that's them. I think it is very shocking that they haven't reappeared considering like the repercussions they have for the timey-wiminess of how the series would go on further down. I think it is odd that they didn't use them again, but maybe they were listening to people like you who are haters, reader, <laughs> reaper haters. I think the action figure lit up. I can't remember, but I think probably there's about 20 of them in, I never see anyone posting them. Like no one's like, "Oh, look at my Reaper." It's the same. Like they did bigger action figures for like the Reaper, the Rachnos, and the Face of Bo that are just like too big to like, sort of play with, but they are cool to like set up. The Reaper fandom is dying. We have to we have to bring them back. And and that's why you brought me. I'm here yeah. to change change the course <laughs> of history. I want Reapers versus Chumblies. Versus, um, who else? Who else can we bring back into this? Um, Banaka Falada. Banaka, of course. Uh, the Elf of Balhoon. Not the Elf Balhoon. <laughs> <laughs> we need a Reaper's Tardisode. We do. We need to. <laughs> we need to get the BBC on the phone. Say, bring back Tardisodes for series so we can get John Bishop in. John Bishop can be introduced running away from a Reaper. And no, then... I want I want backstory of the person who hits Pete with his car. Like, what were they doing <laughs> that day? That's a big finish. Except that's probably already a, like a short trip or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not us us shitting on big finish for half an hour. <laughs> Listen, hashtag the Reapers are over party. Okay, that's the official stance here. Okay. No hashtag Reapers rise up. No, we're cancelling the Reapers. We're cancelling. We're uncancelling Banaka Falata and we're cancelling the Reapers. Um, the Elf of Balhoon is in that maybe zone. And <laughs> Phil Morris, he's um, he's in there somewhere too. What do you think of the the shocking twist of young Mickey appearing? I honestly, I didn't realize that happened, and it's <laughs> it's kind of weird. It feels. Uh, it feels like they were like, we have to get everyone in here for a cameo. Let's get Mickey to run in and, as Rose says, imprint on Rose. Like, But what is the age difference between them? He's like f- 
four, I think, four or five in this. He looks like he's at four or five. Yeah, and Rose is like some amount of months. Yeah, it's like Twilight all over again, you know? Do they ever say the Reapers? They Do they? Um, I don't know. See, that's another reason why they're really bad, because they don't get named at all. It's, it's not worth my time, you know? Doctor Who fandom love to make up a name. <laughs> or give someone a surname that no one said it was theirs. Do you think the creature from Listen has... This is getting ahead by three years. Does the creature from Listen have a fan name, do you think? Or is it just called Creature from Listen? The one with blanket. Something Let's about see. blanket. Okay. Um, Doctor Who Wiki. Oh, well, says, our favourite place. Mm-hmm. Uh, figure in parentheses listen is what they call is what they're calling it. Figure oh. brackets listen. Character need to make a figure <laughs> of figure. Uh, big finish. Get on it. No, we need a big finish short trip about who made the blanket that would then become the blanket and listen. It, it was the person who hit Pete Tyler, I'm pretty sure. <gasps> well, get yeah. it written. It's already written. There's already 15 box sets uh, planned out for that character. They're going to really hate this. <laughs> They're like, when are you going to talk about Jackie Tyler? Or, um... Well, we love Jackie's hair. Jackie's is hair very is iconic. And I think Doctor Who Wiki was like, um, Camille Couture wears a wig. And you're like, really? <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> I also think she is, like, she's not... Camille Kajuri isn't popping off acting, but I still think she's very good at being correct as not like, I think it'd be easy to play Jackie like more mellow or something and then be like, oh, Pete was a catalyst for changing her. But it's very much like she's always been this way and she just retrospectively changed what Rose thought her dad was to make up for the fact that he wasn't a big like superhero. But I guess as a single parent, it is important to, keep their memory alive and like make sure that they are part of your child's life. I think Camille Kodori is like across the board one of the most overlooked performers in this run, like in this series and then like next series as well. I think she's constantly like giving a great performance that gets overlooked because it's like, oh, huh, it's Jackie. <laughs> Isn't she funny? But I think like she really makes that character work. Like in, as we'll talk about next season, I think Love and Monster, she's pretty good in that as well. Oh, that is her best. That that is her best performance for me. Like I just love it. And remember, remember, I told you the like the other week that the girl who's young Rose is Capaldi's daughter in Children of Earth. Yeah, bizarre. It's all connected. They're they're the same character, you know. Children oh. of Earth. They really spun the wheel of who do we have already? <laughs> we have Peter Capaldi. We have Nick Briggs, who's in it for. Two seconds, I'm pretty sure. Oh no, in the flesh. <laughs> oh, that's actually the Doctor. In, that's They're always saying, where's the Doctor gone? That's his big finish, Ninth Doctor um, persona. No. <laughs> Almost a fursona. Reaper fursona, where are you? Do you remember um, the first time you watched this and seeing, for the first time in Verticomas, the Doctor die? Or like... The Doctor is not there. I, I remember being like, whoa. I don't, but that was probably because I was hiding underneath the kitchen table when it was going on because I was so scared. You were scared of the Reapers, right? I was Reaper scared of the Reapers. Exposed. That's why, that, that must be why I hate them because they they scare me so much. 
Do they not scare you now? Listen, the only thing that scares me now is... Figure from listen. <laughs> this and, and Tooth and Claw and The Empty Child are the three that were like, I, I have to look away now, otherwise I'll have nightmares for the rest of time. <sighs> I don't know. There's a, that, that scene where the couple come up to the doctor and they're like, we're, or, we're ordinary, will you, like, will you save us? I think is absolutely splendid and lovely, is what I think it is. I think it's a nice kind of moment for the Doctor to be like, you know, I'm an alien, but also that doesn't matter. What matters now is that you're safe and that I'm here to help you, which I think is a nice moment. Yeah, because this episode is very, like, you have to view it with the basis that he has gone through the time war and this is him finally getting back to just going places like not going somewhere to shoot or fight he's still harrowed by what he's done and then for rose to do that to him is such a slap in the face but to rose it's like well yeah obviously i would who wouldn't do this it's so it's so human and then i do think it is interesting for him to then hit back at her with well were you planning this since i said time machine i think that's very interesting to make you rewatch that scene in the first episode where she does physically change her face and mind when she when he says it's a time machine i think that's a very russell thing to to sprinkle in something that he's like i'm gonna pick up on this and then he usually does i think that scene as well as earlier on is for both of them i think it's like some of their best work um i just like i <laughs> It's not that I hate this episode, because it's finally like I'm a Ross I do. It's just that, like, of, of the Series 1 episodes, it's like this, and it's in a long game as well, are, like, the ones where, like, they're not, like, terrible, but, like, I just don't, like, have... Like, either way, I don't really have anything good or bad to say. It's just like, oh, it's... Really? I think this is one of the strongest episodes well, of Season 1. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like the framing device i like the kind of like the jackie talk, talk, yeah. talking to rose about this and that um i also like i don't know i like eccleston and this i, I think yeah, everyone's firing on all cylinders i think acting wise well one of those reapers was kind of i think they could have done a couple of retakes with the reapers because like one or two kind of missed their mark when they came in you know one of them forgot their lines. There's, it's just. To me, to me, the bit that I'm like eh, is when they're like, "Oh, the Reapers can like eat you. They can fly through time. Um, they can fix time, but they can't fly through a stained glass window because of people's <laughs> belief in religion." Listen, they're very polite. Okay, they, they. I'll give them that. They're very open to. Other people, they're they're willing to wait until you invite them in. You know, they're not gonna they're not gonna push themselves in until they do. Which is so they'll they eat a child out. off a swing, but they will will they will just politely knock the door of a church. Yes, they're very they're very nice that way, for the most part. And though they break in and consume. And do you like the aerial thing. shots of the reapers, like red crystalline eyes? like scanning it gets kind of um i don't know it gets kind of 
here nor there. I mean, that's like Joe O'Hearn does that, and obviously because his other episodes are Dalek ones, so he obviously has the uh, Dalek POV shots and the like, all of them. But here, I think it just kind of gets like I don't know a bit kind of repetitive when you have all the different scenes of like the woman doing her her washing or the drunk guy losing whatever that drink was that he had in his hand. Couldn't recognize the label. Tried to oh, make it a, yeah. Yeah, that's very like they're like kids. Don't worry, this isn't a talky episode. There's like a big alien, and because I, I I get that if you were like, I don't think this hits as hard if you're a kid and you're like, I want an adventure. I don't want background story for a character. Um, breaking news. As I load up the TARDIS, are you on the Reapers wiki? Um, I um, they were mentioned in. An audio. Oh my god, wow. Um, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to Tardis Wiki. Um, uh, For some reason, uh, it seems to be, according to the the comic, The Four Doctors, they've explained a way why the Reapers never show up in Modern Undead, which we were all wondering why in Modern Undead, why the Reapers, which are invented, what, 20... Years well, later, well, it's all about how Rose can't touch herself, but the Brigadier is a different story. Actually, scrolling down the page, I've noticed what you might call a goof, which is that in the eleventh hour, which you'll be watching soon if you're rewatching them all, um, the Reapers are in the like, you know at the end where the Atraxi go through like all the Doctors and they're going through all the all the threats. So Matt Smith can be like, "I'm the Doctor." The Reapers are in that package, even though they shouldn't be because. Those events were cancelled at the time. Goof. Right to them. Say. Yeah, the um, behind the scenes, the name Reaper never actually appears thought, on screen. I th- yeah, I didn't think that anyone ever said it, but like at least the Reapers are in Doctor Who Legacy. Who have you ever played it? I th- think I did once and then never played. It. Yeah, I did once or twice and then never played again. I, it just looks. Is it? Do you not like connect colored circles or something? You um, yeah, it's just something like that, or you, it's like I don't know. It's just, it's a weird game that you can't play anymore because it's been taken away from. Oh my god! They have everywhere. there's full storylines going on. Not the brigadier team, the brigadier meeting Martha, yeah, and but... remembering a diary from that woman who betrays her in um, Last of the Time Lords. And then concludes that the diary ended up at the library. What the fuck? This is happening in a game. Oh, the eleventh Doctor meets Yanto, the second and ninth Doctor, uniting them, <laughs> uniting, uniting with them through a paradox surrounded by adipose. This is worse than McFinish. <laughs> okay. Um. Is there anything else you want to talk about, or will we play the the wiki game? Yeah, I guess the only other thing I, I do enjoy... I do enjoy the subtle bad wolf in this episode um, on the poster. Oh, yeah, on the and I think there's like a anti-Margaret Thatcher poster as well. So I'm like... Yeah, I was going to say, there's, there's a... Yeah, I was like, yes! Go off, Paul. Um, <laughs> but I like, I like that because we are we're getting to the point of the season where where they like sometimes do like be like bad wolf wink, um, 
but I do like I really do like that scene as well where they go back and themselves they they are behind their themselves I like that rather than just being like we can go back and they're yeah. not there like I think that is a good way to teach about time fun... yeah yeah and the look on Eccleston's face when they see the the other rose room pass is good as well but anyway the TARDIS wiki game as you know this is the TARDIS wiki game so every week one of us or in the case of last week both of us both of us being Michelle because Michelle had one last week as well go onto the Doctor Who wiki and find a real life person place or thing and the listener at home and the guest have to guess who it is the person is talking about this week we're talking about a um an individual Okay, so here are the clues. The sixth doctor, that's Colin Baker, referred to this individual as one of the great men who had, hel- who had helped make America what it was today. Ace told Gilgamesh that all good spies wore disguises like this, citing this individual as proof. The ninth doctor in Rose encountered people dressed as this character, and the doctor was not impressed. You're like this one, not Peter. Martha saw this individual at the same place as the Doctor and Rose. Um, slipping into BBV videos. Probe. We love Probe. Probe's operations were described by Defence Secretary Brian Williams as looking very... This character's name. Okay, so they, they are the in-universe clues. We have two out-of-universe clues as well. Okay, you ready? The beginning of a TV special, hosted by Tom Baker in 1975, implied that the Doctor knew this individual very well, but hadn't seen him in a while. Bob Baker and Dave Martin wanted to name K-9 after this individual's dog, but the company that owned him said no. So Peter, who am I talking about? Is this an American celebrity? It's, they're kind of a celebrity. They're, they're a character. Character. But they're American. An American character who has a dog. Are they so they're a real person and they have a dog? They're not well, they're not real. They're um they're animated. That's the only thing they'll give you. They're an animated animated character who has a dog who's right. American. And people people dress up as them at a at a location that millions flock to every year. But not recently because of the pandemic, of course, but other than that. Why does TARDIS Wiki just floor me every time? Oh, once you get this answer, I'm going to floor you again because there's a paragraph on this person's uh, TARDIS Wiki page, which is insane. I found I, c- I couldn't get over. Wait, so is it, is it a cartoon it man? Um, it's a cartoon character. I wouldn't call him a man. Well, they're in their universe, they would be referred to as a man, I'd say, because of what the people in their universe look like. But we wouldn't. we would call them something else if we saw them. I have no idea. I'll give you one more clue. Um, the company that, that owns them is one of the biggest companies in terms of movies these days. And it's it, he is their flagship character. Are we talking Disney? Are we talking Mickey Mouse? Yes. Right. It is Mickey Mouse. The Doctor thinks that Mickey Mouse is one of the great people who made what? America what they are today. Wait, what? I don't um, know about Martha. This is... 
Martha, Doctor and Rose went to Disneyland and the Doctor was very unimpressed with all the Mickey Mouse costumes. And then Martha also went to Disneyland <laughs> and saw Mickey Mouse. Um, but this is verbatim, okay? This is a paragraph word for word that's on Mickey Mouse's TARDIS wiki page, which I've been obsessed over. Okay. Most sources which reference Mickey Mouse within the Doctor Who universe do so owing more to Mickey's status as an American icon and corporate brand than as the protagonist of another science, fi science fantasy fictional universe in his own right, and do not countenance the possibility of Mickey being real within the Doctor's universe, if only because it is well established that Earth in the Doctor Who universe is, in the 20th century, primarily inhabited by humans, whereas Earth in Mickey's world is also home to a number of other sentient species partaking in human civilization, beginning with anthropomorphic mice. Someone spent an afternoon <laughs> trying to write down why Mickey Mouse could be a real-life person in the Doctor Who universe, but couldn't be from Earth, and it is why I love... Hardest Wiki needs to stop. I really... I wanted... I typed in um, something to TARDIS Wiki and it really didn't give me as good a, a page. Yeah, some of the pages are very kind of worked out and then some of them are just... I know. The one that I wanted for you was um, a very iconic food to you. And there's literally just one line about it. I'm very annoyed. Is it sweet corn? Is it ham? No, is it bacon? Uh... Or is it... Um... Yeah, you can guess. Some audience members on Glamora were served this with Kestrel Lager. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. It would be, I if you had, think. if you were coming home, you had a day off, you would stick one of these on and you would be loving life. Um. I don't know if it's actually iconic to you anymore, but it, it very much was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, quiche. <laughs> Oh, I unfortunately, um, when I was living up in Cork last year for college, um, I'd go shopping at Aldi because Aldi's quiches are like 35 cent per quiche. I would buy a quiche for, you know, I have like half for my dinner or whatever and have a bit then for lunch the next day. And I got so sick of quiche that I'm, I'm anti-quiche now, unfortunately. But can you believe that the only time in the um, whole of the Doctor Universe quiche is mentioned is in a Irish, <laughs> Irish an Irish wild time short story, which features a lesbian novelist incarnation of Irish wild time. Listen, thank you for being here. People can find you at PJQ97, as they'll find out in three weeks' time. But why don't you tell people what they can expect from your account? I don't, I don't know what to say. Um, probably less Doctor Who than you expect. Although, I was going to tell, um, ask you about this just quickly. I put up that I was watching the best episode of Doctor Who, and all these old crunchy fans were coming in my mentions, being like, "I bet you haven't even seen Marco Polo, but you haven't even seen." I'm like, "No one's seen Marco Polo, so get back <laughs> to your den." old man but i was just replying with like yes i enjoyed the 30 minute cut down version available on the beginning box set fuck off <laughs> oh um anyway thank you for listening 
Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Potter Whocast. I don't know why I'm whispering now. Spoilers. Um, thank you. Thank you. It's spoilers. Thank you for listening. Um, you can follow us at Potter Whocast on Twitter. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, leave a review. Um, Michelle was on assignment this week, but you can listen to Full Metal Analysts, where he and a group of friends go through every episode of Full Metal Alchemist, the anime. Um, it's I haven't seen an episode of Full Metal Alchemist, but I might one day. You never know. Um, but still, leave us a review. Leave them a review as well. Um, and please, you know, tell your friends or tweet at us about how we didn't really talk about the episode this week, but we did talk about. <laughs> we talked about how the Reapers can. Uh, get cancelled again anyway next time uh gas masks con men and one foot in the grave thank you for listening and please remember sometimes a duffel coat is just a duffel coat (laughs) 